Hi, this is singer Kate Eppers, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout. everyone and welcome back to the show great to have you here as you do each and every time i'm your host max bowen and i'm curtis hughes welcome everyone to the show we appreciate you joining us here today now let's get the show cranking up to 11 i like that idea curtis i like that idea and, and really who better to do it than our next guest she's calling us all the way from nashville a place that i have never been to and really should go someday because everyone says it's really awesome and i but i believe them actually i just haven't gone there it'll happen eventually though Anyway, she's been making a name for herself with two really powerful new singles, and, and we're here to talk all about them. Singer-songwriter Caitlin Croker joins us. Caitlin, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Hi, thank you so much. All thank right. you, thank you. All right. So let us dive into your newest single, You're the Hero, which I absolutely loved listening to. It's a really, really great song. Oh, and this is um, reflective on the lives of military families. It's honoring the sacrifice that those in the, in the armed services make. But yours mm. is sort of focused on the families. And this is a very personal mm. thing to you because you are part of a military family. <laughs> Could you tell us a little more about that and kind of how this became the topic for your new song? Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. So, you know, like like any other songwriter back home in Nashville, you go into rights almost every day and you don't expect the outcome normally. You're, you're not expecting to write, you know, oh, this is going to be my next single and whatnot. Um, but I, I brought this idea to my uh, friend Sam Music and he fell in love with it. And basically the song just started writing itself. Uh, when when we really got the big picture, the idea of what we wanted the song to be about, we thought it would be super cool to to take a take a different perspective on military songs. You know, there's so many that honor our veterans as there should be, and you know, I fully support that. But but I was like, you know, there's none that support the families, and I believe the families serve also. So. You know, taking my experience and and with the help of my my co-writer, I uh, I'm really happy with what we came out with. Definitely, definitely. Uh, now, uh, your father, uh, um, as you mentioned in the uh, the bio, um, he was a fighter pilot for about uh, 26 years. Uh, so, yeah. So thanks to him, seriously, amazing uh-huh, career. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now he works for the Pentagon. So he's he he's, does. he's all in about this. And you were uh, really young uh, during the time of his uh, service. So what was it like for you to to, to have your dad be gone for years at a time? Yeah, I mean, you know, as as a young kid, it's like you don't understand why why dad's gone and whatnot. So it, it truthfully wasn't until very recently I I really understood what that meant to have someone a loved one leave and and you know the emotions that go along with that when when you're young it's like you know oh I miss dad but oh look I have a piece of candy or whatever you know you just (laughs) change topics (laughs) whatnot so it's it's you know it's it's different um but I'm so glad you know I I kind of got to tap back into that and and honor you know that those who are going through um 
you know, that the deployment and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I think my dad has the coolest job on the planet. I'm not going to lie. Um, you and know, and like we probably can't talk about too. it, right? We can't like talk about it, can we? <laughs> I mean, we can but then I'd have to kill. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> right, it's all classified. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, he he loves talking about it. He is the most humble guy I know, which is funny because, you know, the stereotypical pilot is not, <laughs> you know, super humble and whatnot. So, um yeah, you would never know it in a million years, but that just speaks to his character and, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I, I love his job, and, and I love that we got to honor his service and uh, those also serving. Cool. Now, uh, did you get the chance to know, like, other uh, military families growing up? Yeah, so so I grew up in Southern Maryland. Um, my, my dad worked out of um, Joint Andrews, uh, part of the D.C. Air National Guard, so military families were always coming and going. Um, we are still super close to, to many. Uh, as a matter of fact, living in Nashville now, I don't know how, but we've just attracted this huge military, you know, circle. Um, most of the guys are, are retired and whatnot, but, um, you know, it just, it just seems to follow you everywhere. I don't see a whole lot of men and women in uniform anymore. And so anytime I do in Nashville, like my heart just melts because, you know, I grew up around that and I don't see it a whole lot and it, it brings me back and I love it. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So uh, let's talk about uh, the songwriting process. How did you uh, uh, basically distill uh, years of your life and experiences into like a three minute song? Yeah. So I, one night, um, just just started writing. Um, if you're gonna save the world, can you save my heart too? And and something kind of prompted me to to uh, writing that and whatnot. And and so that to me just spoke to my dad. My mom and dad have always been my heroes. Um, you know, and I, I might be a little bit biased, but <laughs> they are my heroes. And you know, I, I wanted to take it from the perspective of my heroes going off to deployment to be someone else's hero. And, you know, I feel selfish saying I want my hero, but you know, it's the truth and whatnot. So that's, that's how the song came to be. That's the heart of the song. Um, and, and so, you know, again, Sam, my co-writer, I think just immediately caught on and really helped uh, bring that vision to life. Did this go through a lot of versions uh, before you had one that made you think, yep, this is it, hitting the studio? No, actually. Really? <laughs> so we wrote, we wrote this midsummer. Um, we changed it in the studio. This, this song was so rushed. I didn't think it was going to come out on time. I literally was, was so scared. Like, you know, I've been advertising. My dream was to have this song released um, I, I said on Veterans Day, but really it was the uh, Friday before an observance of Veterans Day because I wanted to honor the men and women who served, the families. It's also Military Family Appreciation Month, uh, the month of November. So it just felt like the perfect time. But no, we, we got in the studio and I mean, I was there recording two songs for I 15 to 17 hours, I think. I believe I, it was an insane amount of time. 
So, I mean, but, but everyone was so great. I, it was the most fun I've ever had in the studio. And so the song just came to life, but no, we, we changed the lyrics. We changed the melody in the studio. So there was, there was no like, you know, this is the first draft and, Oh, how can we make it better and whatnot? It was like, it all just threw together in the studio. And, and I love that. I loved how raw and real and genuine it came out. And that was exactly what I envisioned for the song. Yeah. And it's nice that you uh, that you kind of had a deadline there, right? So it's like we gotta get this, get this thing done like right now, people. Yeah. We don't have like days to <laughs> yeah. do this. We have an hour. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know how it even all came out, but again, the guys I worked with were absolutely incredible. So. Fifteen hours though in the studio. How did it feel mm-hmm. to be done? To just be like, okay, we we can go home now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I was on cloud nine to be honest. That is my favorite place it's so relaxing to me I just get to be creative it's it's just I love it so much so I mean I was tired you know but I drank coffee all all day all night (laughs) you know I was I was alive I was awake and whatnot so it was it was great I loved it I'd do it again tonight if I could (laughs) (laughs) well well well, hopefully next time you'll have like a little more lead time to do this more structure yeah yeah Yeah, I get you I get (laughs) you how are you when it comes though to like the pressure of okay we have to have this done by like x time yeah i mean truthfully a good friend of mine once told me you know control what you can control and the rest just let go you know you can't control it so i i was like all right god if you want this song coming out (laughs) this is all on you like i've i've done my part and so you know how how easy this is going to go i have no idea but um but the guys who i was working with um who who you know helped record and whatnot they understood what what my mission was what i wanted and so again they just they killed it i mean it it was stressful but um at the end of the day there was nothing more i could do i probably could have written this song last year but you can't really put a time on you know when you want to write a song so that would have helped, but I couldn't control that. So, <laughs> so you know, the group of folks that you were working with in the studio, of course, you one of those is uh, Sam Music, right? Um, so for those yeah. that don't know, he's a very well-known producer in and around the Nashville mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Right? Was this your first time working together? How did that go? Yeah, so it was, let's see, I think it was our first co-write ever. Um, and I always... <laughs> I always kind of feel a little weird going into rights because I'm a teenage girl, you know, and I never know how other people are going to react. And, you know, I, I feel like I don't write a lot like most teenage girls would. So, you know, I he probably had an idea of how this write was going to go. And I was like, hey, I want to write a song about, you know, people deploying and blah, blah, blah and whatnot. <laughs> but um, I, I actually met him at a songwriting um day we call it where you go into the studio is that omni studios and um it's an all-day event and we get split up into groups i was with people i had never met before and we write a song in four hours and then have to perform it right after that and it's typically for like a tv show or a movie or something so sam and i did not write that day but we did meet and we kept in touch he is a great great family friend now um and we've just been writing and working on projects since and the um the new this new single that you have out now you're the hero um mm-hmm. that's a 
bit of a different departure from the first single that you had, <laughs> which was Dead Man Walking, right? Um, yes. Which definitely had uh, more of an upbeat sound to it. Um, yeah. Why did you guys kind of choose mm-hmm. to go into this route with the way that the, the sound of the, sure. the new single is? Yeah, yeah. So, so first I'll start off with how Dead Man Walking came to be. Um, so I, I fell in love with jujitsu. Um, I, I started doing that earlier this year. I've never fallen in love with a sport faster. And because some of the guys I train with, uh, one was like a former uh, PJ, one's a Green Beret, like tough guys, you know? So that kind of toughened me up. And I was like, all right, I'm a songwriter. I got to write a tough song. So we came up with Dead Men Walking. And um, <laughs> I joke around with people when I'm, when I'm announcing the song before I sing it on stage. I'm like, you know, I'm 18. I've never been in a relationship before, but uh, here's here's this song. Here's what we came up with. And it's such a fun song to sing, and it gets the crowd engaged and whatnot. Um, so that will always hold a you know, special place in my heart with it being my first single. But You're the Hero, um, again, is, is really my heart. I love playing Dead Men Walking, and I'll play it anytime. Um, but You're the Hero, I just wanted to take a more raw approach to it. You know, vocally, instrumentally, it, it was, you know, a lot more <laughs> tamed than Dead Man Walking. But, you know, I just wanted to show just the different sides of me, the different personalities and whatnot you know it's all me but just just different parts of me so um yeah they're they're completely different but but I also find some similarities between the two (laughs) what would you say are the other similarities so stylistically every time I write a song now this probably shouldn't be the case but I kind of tend to always do like a breakdown and I like to set my songs up the same way. So to me, it's just, you know, similar in the structures and whatnot. And so that is just like calming to me. If, if that makes sense at all, um, they're set up the same way structurally. And I, I kind of brought some of the same nuances, um, from my voice to both songs, dead man walking just had more of a, in your face approach and <laughs> you're the hero to like a, a softer, gentler, <laughs> more storytelling approach. But, but dead man walking is a story, uh, just a made up story that I, I loved coming up with creating and, and singing. And that was a really great intro. I think in, in terms of the, in terms of your, um, uh, your musical style, I'm wondering though, when it came to more or less introducing yourself to the world with a song, did you ever yeah. go back and forth with like, mm-hmm. okay, is this the right song to kind of open with, or did you have other ideas that, that maybe maybe you kind of thought of? I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, I'm I'm always, you know, I'm my hardest critic. I have never gotten off the stage not once and was like, I I did well, never. <laughs> You know, there's there's something to take away from every performance. And it's not that I, you know, completely beat myself up, but it's like, all right, I know I could have done this better and it's just constructive and and all that. So, you know, in regards to releasing songs, it's it's I'm always going back and forth, but it came down to, you know, picking the best options I had at that time. And everyone seemed to love Dead Man Walking when I'd play it out. That's what 
would get the crowd most engaged and most excited. And, you know, people would be singing it by the last chorus who were just hearing it for the first time. So it's like, all right, you know, you just, you just pick things up and, you know, what, what people, how they react to it in a live um, audience setting, I, I like to think is how it's going to be portray- portrayed, you know, over, over the recordings um, even more so. So, you know, Dead Man Walking was just a fun, you know, in your face kind of here I am world <laughs> song. And then you're the hero was like, all right, now you guys get to know a part of me and part of my story. And, you know, the next song's going to be a bit different, but but still portrayed to me. So <laughs> it's always a good thing when the audience is like singing along with you. Right. Yeah. That's how you yeah. know you got a hit. That's how you know you got a winner right there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it. I, I'll tell you something funny. So uh, in the car today, my brother texts me. Uh, he's college age. He texted me a screenshot of his college um, friend playing my song, saying, I'm trying to get her streams up. Like, I'm trying to make her money and whatnot. And so when college age guys, like frat guys, are listening to my, like, girly song, I'm just like, what? And, and I love that because they can connect to it or they can at least pretend they're you know being all sassy when they're singing it or whatnot but but i love that people can connect to it in in their own interesting ways (laughs) i get the vibe that you feel very home on stage just the way you're talking about it how is it though for you i yeah i do um you know there's it there's always the anticipation beforehand (laughs) but there's nothing like it. I mean, even if it's not my best show, it's, yeah, it just, it feels like home. I love just connecting with people and I'm, I'm starting to open my eyes more on stage, uh, which I know might be kind of funny, but like, I would be so into it, into what I was singing and, you know, so lost in the moment that I would kind of forget the audience. So it's like being lost in the moment and, portraying myself being lost to these other people so it's you know that that interaction that i love i love people i love music so it's it's a great gig for me (laughs) okay um all right let us talk about nashville this wonderful place that it seems everyone but me has um has gone to (laughs) it's a Uh, it's a magical place that doesn't really exist except in our minds she is there curtis i I, I, I do (laughs) Well, we hear all these there. great stories about it. Never been there. Haven't seen yeah. it. Okay, Chris, I've actually, dri- I've actually driven by Nashville, so no, it, it really is there, okay? <laughs> no, I know it. <laughs> Ain't Narnia, okay, man? It's a real place. Um, but, uh, Caitlin, <laughs> what happened to make you go from Maryland to Nashville? And what's it been like for you? Yeah. People always get a chuckle out of this. So I lived in Maryland um, 16 years, and... Eventually, we got to the point where my family was like, all right, there's nothing more we can do for you in Southern Maryland. We felt led to move to Nashville. My dad had just retired from the military. It just seemed like the perfect time. So what did we do? We sell my childhood home. We buy an RV. I am a a part of a family of six, um, plus a little beagle. So we all moved to Nashville in our RV and lived in it for eight and a half months. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to figure out the, the logistics there. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I mean yeah. I, I'm assu- I'm that. assuming there was a lot of going to the bathroom like outside, you know, when you have to wait in line, that sort of thing. 
You're telling me. I mean, they make these showers like two by twos, you know? It's insane. <laughs> no, oh, but man. Um, I... yeah, we, we're, we're a close family. So it's like, you know, it, it was fine, but I, I appreciate having my own room and bathroom. It's <laughs> wonderful. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, there I, it is. <laughs> I think you have to be a close family for that for that to work because if you're not, who oh boy. Oh, oh boy. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I've got three brothers, so it's like, you know, we're super close, but I'm still their sister, and they're still brothers to me, so we'll pick on each other, but it's all out of love, though. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, so two years in Nashville, what was it like when you first got mm-hmm. there and saw this place for the first time? So, I visited um, Nashville I think two or three times um, throughout, like, middle school. I flew down uh, freshman year of high school to record a few songs. I never released those, but it was it was a great experience um, that got me in the studio, got me with producers and, you know, recording and, and all that. Um, but Nashville is, is the biggest small town to me. I mean... I met people day one who, you know, I still sing and perform with. And, you know, you meet this this guy who may have, you know, climbed the ladder and he's he's somebody and he'll just be like, all right, yeah, let's. I'll bet. I'll bet. Have you got a chance mm-hmm. to meet any like big mm-hmm. stars or just kind of see them? Because I've heard that you can meet some real legends just like going out for coffee or picking up your dry cleaner or what have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, speaking of coffee, I uh, actually met Cameron Marlowe. He's he's uh, one of my heroes at a coffee shop. So that was uh, very cool. <laughs> and um, let's see, I met Michael Ray at um, at a restaurant right right around the corner from the Camperhood. We called it where we lived in the RV. <laughs> um, and I wasn't there this particular night, but uh, I think. My parents went to some venue and they saw Kid Rock and Toby Keith just just chilling, having dinner, you know, nothing, (laughs) nothing to see there. (laughs) I have a hard time picturing people like that just chilling at all because you you, you see them in in such a way that imagining them just like walking their dog or getting coffee. It's like, no, this this isn't this is not how uh, how it works. No, 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 no. This is wrong. It's wrong. They eat too. Yeah, how weird! Like, <laughs> right? They eat, but they actually like aren't like always like looking gl- uh, glamorous. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Any favorite venues? Ooh, I um, I'm actually wearing their hat right now. Raised Rowdy. I played Ooh. this round at Live Oak. Um, Live Oak and the local are probably my two favorites. Uh, I mean, I meet amazing songwriters every time I'm there. It's just such a fun environment. Uh, I mean, I have nothing but great things to say about them. So those two are the top of my list. Nice. Is there a particular place you want to perform at someday? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, I'm going to say Opry and the Ryman. (laughs) I think if you're a country artist, you have to say that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But... I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm happy playing anywhere. Um, as as cliche as that may sound, it's you know, it's like you said, it's where I feel 
like, uh, you know, I'm at home and it's where I feel most comfortable. So um, I'm, I'm happy to be on any stage and have anyone that will listen. Hmm. Yeah, you've definitely done a lot in a very short time. Um, and I was kind of wondering, since your early time is as far back as you can remember in terms mm -hmm. of the very first song or um you know instrument that you picked up and played to now how has those experiences musically influenced what you're doing now sure sure <clears throat> so so i started singing on my church's worship team um for many years that played a huge role in my life um you know that that i carry into my life now but but outside of that when i would you know sing secular music and kind of start playing out I, I would be terrified. I was so scared to, to perform. It was getting over, you know, the stage fright and just singing in front of anyone. I, all throughout middle school, didn't really tell anyone, you know, that I loved to sing or loved music or whatnot, just because, you know, I felt like other kids my age wouldn't appreciate it or like, you know, you'd get picked on for it. So it was it was rough overcoming those obstacles, but once you did, it's like you know this is me, this is this is how it is, and this is what I love to do. So that's that's what's gonna happen. But you know, there's there's always those obstacles of first singing in front of someone, and then playing guitar for the first time, and then playing you know on a, on a big stage for the first time, and then yeah, hopefully next playing a iconic stage. You know, it's it you're always pushing your limits and that is always terrifying but it's also the most rewarding feeling so i i, I don't think that stopped <laughs> awesome you've shared the stage with mm. a lot of um, different artists as well any wish mm. lists as far as artists you'd like to perform with in the future oh i'd i'd say cameron marlowe is a big one um i love cody johnson chris stapleton um i i love like that gritty Really country um, <clears throat> sound. So I mean, yeah, any one of those would be incredible, <laughs> awesome. I'd like to ask about uh, country music, about about how you kind of found yourself in this genre. Because when yeah. it comes to what you could perform, of course, the sky's the limit. What about this style made you think, "Yep, this is me." So, so I, again, like I said, started off singing Christian, um, and then I determined I was going to uh, be on Broadway. So, you know, country was not the first genre uh, for me. It was actually the fourth, I think, the fourth one I settled on. Um, but I'll never forget, I was, I was driving in my hometown um, with my mom, and don't take the girl by Tim McGraw came on and really enough that song is what made me fall in love with country music because of the way Tim McGraw told this story that touched me um and it, it just stuck to me from here on out that's when I fell in love with songwriting um and you know it, it just grew from there I started listening to country more often and then you know, when I moved to Nashville, I started to appreciate the, the greats like, you know, Waylon and Merle and, <laughs> and all those guys. So, so that's really branched out. But 
But yeah, country was not my first pick, but um, probably is my last pick. You know, I, I love singing a whole bunch of different genres, but but I want to keep the storytelling with me. Uh, you know, and what I'm singing now at 18 probably isn't going to be the same. You know, probably next year as it will be in 20 years. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> So I'm guessing we can probably uh, look to your uh, your metal project next, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm writing now, and uh, we're coming out with a metal slash rock. Yep. Nice. It's, it's coming. Nice. <laughs> I look forward to this. But but we'll what? Figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of cool because you can just play around. I mean, you don't have to stick yeah. to this forever. You could go with a more folky sound. You could go with a more rock sound. The country has such a range of sounds. It's not just yeah. one thing. The, mm-hmm. the most interesting thing I've, I've noticed, too, on the radio um, is the incorporation of more of the hard rock genre with mm. with country music. That seems to be coming the, the, the next like mm. popular thing or the upcoming yeah. thing right now. Yeah, I mean, honestly... You know, with Dead Man Walking, I kind of call it kind of rocky. It's it's not like pure country, but it's it's not heavy metal or whatnot. But um, but I could see myself doing something fun there, <laughs> going down that road a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that that's a fun thing. I just get to experiment and pop out songs and see if people like them. <laughs> yeah, and really, I think you're still kind of at like the very early stages of your music career, so it really is just do whatever you want, mess around, try yeah. new things. You never know. Yeah, 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 for sure. Definitely could just do this for like the next, you know, 20 years or whatever and decide, eh, okay, I want to kind of <laughs> go into a different direction in terms of, you know, your musical style. Mm-hmm. You can certainly do that. Plenty of artists have done that as well. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've always wanted to be um, an aerospace engineer test pilot for NASA, so that might be career number two, but um, I'm, I'm going to stick with this one just for a little bit. That's a that's a heck of like a plan B there. I, <laughs> I like that. Is that you know, just just on the side? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, just like NASA on the side. They don't, have, uh, they don't have a pretty rigorous like you know criteria for for who they hire for nah. the pilots. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Is that like because of your dad's service? Is mm-hmm. that what kind of led you to say, "Hey, this is my thing"? Yeah, I've always loved space. I've always loved flying. Um, I thought it would be cool to be a pilot. Um, and to go to space. So I was like, let's let's combine the options and um, do that. I, so before moving to Nashville, I was a little bit on the fence between being a <laughs> test pilot for NASA and being a country music singer. So, um, you know, I, I, I picked the... Um, the harder rope. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, maybe. You, know, you never know. Music, but <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that... That is always on my mind a little bit. Maybe maybe I'll write a song about it someday. There we go. I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, we are coming down to the end of the conversation. But, of course, the big question is what is next for you? There's that question. Well, um, I will be writing, um, I think, when I get back into town every day up until Christmas and after. And I've got some pretty cool songs that uh, – I'm planning on recording soon, so uh, here's to 2024 and all that's to come. Exactly. And, folks, if you want to learn more, you go to CaitlinCroker.com. Caitlin with a K, C-R-O-K-E-R.com. It's all there. And, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it and looking forward to next year. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
And with that, we bring this episode to a close. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, check us out on Facebook under Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram under Citywide Max. You can catch this and all your favorite episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And new episodes are added every week, as well as on Boston Free Radio every Saturday at 10 p.m. You get at me at citywidemax at yahoo.com if you want us just a guest, submit your music, or just drop us a line. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.
Doesn't mean we're bullets.